You ever done a study on the arm of the Lord? <laughs> Put an S on it. The arms of the Lord. The right hand of the Lord. Amen. This song says, O Fanny Crosby hymn, I am thine, O Lord.
Anyone have a special prayer meeting? Sit. Remember all the vacationers, whatever they are. Remember that side of the church. Yes. Ask the Lord to give them a safe trip. Especially remember uh, Peggy, Sister Peggy, and um, Sister Heather. Sister Peggy's not been, she's been struggling with things. So please pray for her and her body and pray for that family. Also remember, uh, we know him as Grandpa Yates. It is actually Gabrielle's grandfather, which is Sister Prescott's dad. Grandpa Yates, he is uh, extremely advanced dementia. And Sam said he could see the difference from one Sunday to the next. And so please remember them. They need the Lord tremendously. Today the family meets over there at their house every Sunday. And that's, uh, they need the Lord. 
And then if you guys could remember uh, Albany, they got uh, a lot of sickness going through their church. They ended up canceling church today and revival all week. Yeah. So. A lot of sickness there. All right, let's remember these are quiz. Let's find our places to pray. That's a little
You trusting in Him? The root of faith is trust. When you say you have faith in somebody, you're saying, I trust Him. When you say you have faith in the Lord, you know, we're believing in that, which sometimes is unseen. You're trusting that He will do the right thing. That He will protect us whenever we don't even know what's coming our direction. We have to trust Him. And I'm going to tell you, He is so good to trust. He has never failed me. There have been times, Brother Jackie, I thought, Lord, I don't know if I can still say that. And then come to find out His ways were better than my ways. He knew what I needed more than I needed. I, I can trust Him. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. Please, if you would uh, prepare a psalm for us here. And... Um, Brother um, Edward, if you would come, you get your glasses done and receive this uh, offering for us. Sometime I think, um, you know, we ought to gather up maybe everyone's testimony of where they've come from because we just look at different people and we think, oh, well, they've been there forever. No, they haven't been there forever. They haven't been saved forever. And for the Lord to save some folks, it was a mighty, mighty strong pull. But I appreciate the Lord, and uh, I appreciate what God has done and what He is doing. And uh, I've learned to trust Him. Yes. Trust is not something easy, especially for us Americans. We've become so skeptical. But, uh, but trusting, trusting Him, uh, I've learned to trust the Lord. Through the hard times, through the good times, uh, his ways have always worked out. Um, I've told the story probably 300 times now about uh, when we lived in Illinois and we were needing to, to pay for the telephone bill. You know, that may not seem like a big thing, but when you're in Illinois and all your family's in Georgia, some people think you got to have a telephone, okay? And so, anyway, she kept saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I said, we're just going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord. Now, I could have called on some folks. They would have sent me the money. But I didn't feel like, I felt, and she felt like, too, we needed to pray. Of course, she might have felt like more, but anyway, we, that's what we did, prayed. And when I left the morning that the bill was due, that had to be paid before they were going to cut us off, uh, she said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? i got to be able to call home 
I said, honey, we're just going to trust God and pray. She called me before lunch and she, she sounded like she was dancing a jig. And I said, uh, what's going on, honey? She said, so-and-so sent us a check out of the blue and uh, it's more than enough money to cover that telephone bill. He may answer it on at the very last moment. His time's always right. But you know what? If he didn't answer the telephone bill, folks, you can't eat a telephone. You can't wear a telephone. And it's not big enough to cover you from the weather. Huh? But you know what? Not only does he answer prayer for our needs, he answers prayers for our wants. Amen. All right. While Sister Sheila gets this ready, Brother Robert, we started singing this years ago. And most of you already know that the testimony, how that Brother Jeff and I started the church down there in the storefront, but we didn't have no piano player. And uh, you may say, what if I'm in the wrong place and God didn't call me to be here and on and on? We didn't know Robert and Sheila Hicks from a bird outside. But all we did, I would crawl in the closet, because the Lord said so, and pray. Might as well be stretched out in the living room on the floor in a dumpy shack of a trailer, Brother Ron, with holes. Had a big hole in it. And mice running through. Mice. You ever had mice? You couldn't get rid of And so, anyway, but God called us to give up a beautiful home on water, and he called us to the ministry. So, I remember year after year, praying. My husband trying to play the piano was awful. And I remember um, the day that Robert and Sheila Higgs walked in, Sam was a baby. Two months old. They didn't know us. They were from Alabama. And Robert heard a call packing family up and moved. To Georgia. To Georgia. To Georgia. And uh, the traumatic happenings of their life. But when they walked in the door, the Lord spoke to me and said, there's your piano player. <laughs> and I walked up to her and said, you're our new piano player. No. She said, no. No. She had but heard that God. word. But God. But God. But God. It may not mean nothing to you. And you may say, well, Sister Butler, I mean, Brother Robert, look at Ryan and Peggy. Left a home, a nice home. There in school. Robert Lutz, he might be trying to move, but he ain't going to move from us until God gets through with him.
Bible said, uh, I think Brother Gary Hampton's going to be somewhere down there. We didn't know the place existed. We didn't know nobody when we moved over there. Not one person. But when uh, the Lord knew them all. <laughs> but we, we said, she, she was a little skittish. And, uh, so anyway, I said, Let, let's just go try to see. So we drove up uh, down that Brooklyn and it almost over on What is this? Is this the right place? <laughs> Little did we know the Lord had already arranged things. Yeah. And uh, I'm so glad he did. Yes. Yeah. Things may not always work out just like that, but it, it was the way it worked for us at that time. Now, I can't say that every time a decision came up in our life that it worked so easy. Well, <laughs> no, I, I promise you that. But God does move. And most of the time when he does, he's already working somewhere else. That's right. Plants comes together. That's right. And I, I thank the Lord for that. And as far as personal enough, our my mom would be the day we drove out. We had a twenty-six foot new home crammed full. We drove away from our home. And my mom cried and got down in the floor, literally. And I, I was crying because I always my honor my mom and dad. Yeah. Always, I still do. But I'm thinking, what is this? Is this the will of the Lord? You know. But above all that, I remember church service and they were about to dismiss. I don't remember what the preacher preached on. I wish I could. I really did. But I don't remember. All I know is at some point in that service, I heard the Lord. Not horrible, but an impression. And when I, my mom was down on the floor crying, I told her, I said, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to dishonor you. I'm not trying to go against you. And I, I, I had moved. She moved all her life. Wasn't nothing to her as far as that. But you know, we had first grandchildren and all that stuff. You know. But I knew the Lord what He said. And so when I came to Statesboro on my job, I said, Lord, I still was a little hesitant. This is before we ever met them. And I said, Lord, if this is not you. Show me some red lights. Even caution lights. Yeah. Anything. Anything. I not everywhere, but as far as my job is concerned. And them helping me to move folks move and all that. I'm thinking, oh no. All I see is green light. <laughs> and it was a, it was a shock for me to do that. Now we look back that many years and we say how the Lord was just pushing, moving, putting us here, arranging that, and He's blessed us all this time. Yes, we've had life experiences, you all know that, but that's, that's just part of uh, being a soldier. That's right. Amen. I thank the Lord for His rich blessings upon us. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God.
appreciate them. When I say them, not just Brother Robert and Sister Sheila, but their clan. But through the years, they've been faithful. And they have been a great help to us. And uh, the Lord knew just who to send to help. Amen. <laughs> No. When you hear the Lord speak, step it out. It's like Peter stepping out of the boat. Amen. And you got to walk on the water. That's right. You got to leave the nets. You got to walk on the water. But Jesus promised He would be there and He would go with you. Yes. And He has met needs. Like they talk about the, the telephone buildings. We've got testimonies of how there were times, you know, we had no family. Nobody. We had three kids, number four arrived after we got here, and sit in the house, sit in the house. And people would drive up in the yard and say, oh, baby cry, God said, give me this. Hallelujah. And it would be the electricity bill. So, I mean, you know, when you, when you step out of the boat, as long as you're out, it's on him, he meets the need that you take the car off. Yeah. Bibles, turn with me to uh, Romans uh, chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. <clears throat> and those who are able, if you would stand with us as we read our text here this evening. Romans chapter 13. And we will start in verse 1. Everyone got it? Amen. All right. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. 
Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comp- uh, comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that your word is so full of all of the things that are necessary for us to be able to live for you. Help us, dear Jesus, to apply your word, your principles, your ways to our lives. And help us, Lord, to be walking in you and for you. And dear Jesus, I pray here tonight As I yield myself to you, I pray, Lord, anoint these feeble lips of clay that, Lord, I might bring forth the word that you would have us, have us to preach here tonight. Touch hearts and touch lives, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Here this evening, if the Lord help me, I want to preach on what we owe. What we owe. Oh, it's important for us to uh, pay our debts, folks. Uh, one of the ways that the Wesleys had it uh, set up in their, their church, uh, well, as even before it was just a society, is that if you were going to be one of them, you had to commit to pay the debts that you had inquired. And they taught that you were not to take on any debts that you were not able to pay. And the reason for that is because the scriptures clearly tell us that we are slaves to those who we owe. There was a time, Teresa and I realized, wow, mom and dad would ask, what's going on with your finances? Show me your books. And I remember telling Teresa, we got to tell them until we get them paid off. Huh? Because they deserve an answer. When you go to a bank and you want to borrow money for something, don't you have to lay out all your expenses and let the, him know? So my parents did the same way toward me. But what do we owe? Here in these scriptures, one of the things that the Lord tells us is that we owe honor and uh, commitment and to be a good citizen in our country where we're at. Not just on the federal level, but also in the state and local level. We're to be good citizens, not causing problems, not uh, causing uh, riffraff, not causing a disturbance, not... Uh, seeding sedition or or uprising. Years ago, there was a thing that came through the uh, 
our community down here. This is probably back in the, I think it was back in the 90s. And some of the folks that we love got involved in it, but I was always scared to do it. But they showed, showed us where it was written in the Constitution and some other things that we didn't have to pay taxes. And so they even sent a letter to the government and said, we're independent. We don't have to pay taxes to you. That didn't go on for very long. We do owe taxes. We do owe FICA. We do have to pay these different things. And we have to pay tax on things that go... The Lord even covers some of that right in here in these scriptures. It talks about, you know, we have to pay tribute. Another word for taxes. And so it's important for us to recognize what do we owe and who do we owe. These scriptures that I read to you said that, wherefore ye must needs be subject not only for wrath's sake, but also for conscience sake. Huh? You see, we are accountable one to another. The question is, are we our brother's keeper? The answer is yes. yes. We are our brother's keeper. We can't make them do, but we are responsible for things that happen and how we do affects others. And right now, there's never been anything that showed it any clearer than COVID, the sickness of COVID, how that we have to be responsible, not only for ourselves, but for those that are around us. One little note here. We had some that were coming to church before COVID. They used to get so aggravated. They'd say, so-and-so's here at church and they're running a fever. Can you believe that? I'd say, well, you know, they're trying to have faith. But don't they know when they're running a fever, they're contagious? I think we've all learned. Don't, don't call someone else to be sick. Huh? I know you got faith. You know what the scripture says about that, don't you? Have it to yourself. Okay. Be careful of us who don't have as much faith. Amen. And so here, wherefore ye must needs be subject to the government, to higher authority, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. They will ask, so dad, how did you handle that situation in history? How did you do during that time? There's a lot of interesting questions that are coming up in the future. Which side were you on? Some of our forefathers had to you know, answer the questions, were you for slavery or were you against slavery? Mm -hmm. Huh? That's a touchy subject. Mm -hmm. It's been made even touchier in our day and time now. But I can just tell you that Paul wrote to the slaves and he told them, 
be good slaves. Be good slaves. And we are slaves to those whom we owe. They're the reason that we get up every morning and go to work when we don't feel like it. Because that payment's got to be made. That car's got to be paid. Those expenses have to be paid. Amen. And so, in these scriptures, it also comes down and it talks about what we are to owe. What are we to owe to others? It's important for us, like I just said earlier, when we owe somebody money or a commitment, if you told somebody, I will do that for you, you are having bound yourself to them to do such. So what are we to owe to others? Verse 8 says, Owe no man anything. How do you like that? Don't owe them money. Don't owe them favors. Don't owe them, uh, you know, we're, we were buddies, you know, and so, anyway, I owe you, huh? Owe no man anything, the Bible says, but to love one another. God's way of love. We're to love them. We're to care for their souls. We're to care about the direction that their lives are taking. We're to love them enough to, in the right spirit, raise a red flag every now and then and say, you know, that's really, it's not working out for you. You may think things are, but from outside looking in, they're not working out. We need to be willing to owe that love one for another. And not only to be willing to, to raise the red flag, but at times to be willing to take the extra step and get our hands dirty. And to help them. To help others. I'm thankful for the Lord for others helping me. I appreciate that. I don't know, it might be because of my ADD or whatever else you want to call it, but it seemed like through years that people would see me heading in the wrong direction and they wouldn't ever say nothing to me. And I'm thinking, why? I remember telling one person, why didn't you tell me? They said, I figured you'd learn it sooner or later. And I'm thinking, it would have been a lot cheaper if you just told me, you know? We're not to owe anything to anybody but love. Jesus loves sinners. The Bible said He's a friend of sinners. We're not to say sinners. We're to be changed. But oh, He loves those who are away from Him. And so He goes on, He said, For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. When you love somebody else, you're not going to, he starts off, commit adultery. You're not going to kill them. I know I've told my children a few times, if you'd gotten run over by that, I would have killed you. You know? Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Y'all know what a false witness is, boys? Huh? 
That means a lie. And Southerners are great at lying. They don't come right out and lie. They just throw a few into windows out there to send your mind going in the wrong direction about people or things. Be careful the into windows you send out. Be careful. And so, don't bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. Wow. I always wanted one of them. Can I have that? When I was a youngin, believe it or not, long years ago when I was thin and had hair and, and younger, huh? One of my cousins came to the, the house and he liked my fire truck. I had just got that fire truck for Christmas. I loved it. And he lied. He told my parents that I said he could take that home with him. I did not. But you know what? My parents let him take it home with him. I never seen it again. But they bought me another one. But you know how it is when you're a youngin'. It wasn't the same. That's that other one. Never the same. We're not to covet something from somebody else. There are things we're allowed to covet. Spiritual things. Godly things. Uh, we are to covet more about serving God and to covet. Amen. I, there are times I covet your prayers. Amen. I covet and desire more of the Holy Ghost. More of His Spirit flowing and living within me. Amen. I, I desire to do more for God. Not less. But here it's talking about not to covet the worldly way. And he said basically all of those things that were mentioned there are wrapped up as Jesus had said in this one statement. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Huh? You ever had anybody challenge you on that? It was your brother. Never mind. <laughs> Forgive me. You ever seen them nice aluminum glasses that they would make? Huh? You ever seen those? This is before. This is before all of the the insulated aluminum. These are the ones that were just the airplane aluminum. And you put ice tea in them and ice, and they sweat on the outside and. Something about that aluminum on your tongue and that iced tea making you thirsty, ain't it? Wow, it was just so good. And somebody came by my house and they had some and they said, Wow, I like those. Would you let me have them? I was going. But my faithful wife was saying, sure, we'll let you have <laughs> So they went walking out the door. <laughs> we bought more. 
Anyway, we're not to covet. We're not to covet. These scriptures are talking about what do we owe? And I want to tell you something about owing somebody. When uh, you, you may not be an employer, it may not work other people. But when people work for you, they're indebted to you. You're helping to feed their family. You're helping them to build whatever wealth that they are, are able to put together. So they're indebted to you and how you work, you know, how, how they work for you. And so there are times when the employer will have them do something that the employee says, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. But because they feel like they have to do that, they'll do it. I've had children at times, they would do what I asked them to do. Some of them had the idea, in just a couple of years, I'll be gone. So they continue to do those different things. But it's not the same as doing it from out of our heart. I take the trash out. Andrew, you, you wouldn't believe this. They don't even have to ask me to take the trash out. I do. And there's sometimes she says, don't take it out yet. I got some more to put in there. I'm thinking, just put it in the next bag. <laughs> My wife sometimes comes in from her devotions. And when she comes in and comes to the bedroom, the bed's already made up. I want you to know something. I don't like making up beds. <laughs> and I don't like taking out trash. <laughs> I don't like folding clothes. There's a lot of things I don't like. So, Brother Jeff, why are you doing those things? I can tell you, it's not an obligation. Because if I don't do them, my good wife will do them. You know why I do them? Because I love her. Yeah, I'm coming around to something. <laughs> Why are you living for God? Is it because of <coughs> obligation? That you feel like, well, he won't think good of me if I don't do it. What you're really saying is, I wish I didn't have to do this. I don't think there's nothing wrong with this. You're making your own self as your own God. Yeah. And so I have obligation and hopefully the not make it to hell. You do things in obligation. There have been times in my life, and there are still times I come up and maybe say it, but it's not like it used to be. But there were things that the Word of God was against. 
stood absolutely against those things. And guess what? I like doing them. Huh? I like putting ungodly things in front of my face. I like looking at murders and battle. You know, army thing. Kids think that's all really, really great. But you know what? War is a terrible thing. And real war is awful. I always loved pirates growing up. Huh? I put pirates in front of my face, but I come to find out those things that we see there are nothing like the real pirates. So cruel and mean and abusive. They don't care nothing about you. And so I would have to pray something to this effect. Lord Jesus, help me to hate this sin like you hate it. Huh? There are things that when people get saved, they can be changed just like that. Yes. But there are some things that the Lord has left with us that we have to work on our own. And I want to tell you, it all boils down to this, your love for Jesus. Because you will end up being like the one you love. Teresa and I uh, celebrating our Ruby anniversary. 40 years. I've been with Teresa longer than I was with my mama. Huh? 40 years. And I want to tell you something. It does. It gets better. It gets better as the years go by. It does. How's our love for Jesus? Are we more like Him? Or are we more like our dad or our mom? Or maybe your uncle or something. What do we owe? That's what I'm preaching on. We owe Him our love. Oh, you cannot live for God unless you love Him. Uh, Jesus, I mentioned it this morning. I mentioned it uh, just about every service. Amen. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. How? The world and the the churches in America today have strayed so far from that. So far. If we love Him, we'll keep His commandments and His suggestions and everything that we can. Why? Because we love Him. I'm so glad to be an American. I appreciate the Lord for, you know, I could have been born in China or uh, um, Russia or Africa. I could have been born in all those places. I didn't choose where I was born at. 
I do thank the Lord I was born in America. Amen. Great opportunities. But I want to tell you something. I don't love my country. Teresa and I were with uh, my youngest son when he was younger, going through Washington, and I'm going to try to hurry up here. Uh, we were taking a tour, and we went through, I'm trying to remember, it was the uh, Capitol building. And we were in there, and they brought us to a place, and there were a bunch of statues in there. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name that they called it right now. But they uh, said it was the... Um, it was basically the, the, uh huh. Well, that's what you and I would call it, but they called it something more. They, it was, a, we would call it almost a church. Yeah. Where you would worship these statues. That's what they called it. And I thought right then and there, oh no. I appreciate George Washington. We need to talk about him. We need to talk about Abraham Lincoln. We need to talk about these other men through the years. But I don't worship them. I really probably ought not say this, but uh, don't say it now. <laughs> when John McCain was running, I'd always kind of liked him. He was kind of a maverick, you know. But whenever he got to talking about he loved the Constitution. And then with other things he was doing, I realized he really did love the Constitution. And he loved it more than he loved the Bible. More than he loved Jesus. More than he loved... Folks, we need to be careful about what we fall in love with. Amen. I thank the Lord. He delivered me from the love of basketball when I was a young man. Amen. He delivered me from the love of many things that were ungodly and would have taken my soul to hell. But thank the Lord. He, he's given me a love for His church, for His bride, but most of all, for my Savior. Amen. Well, it didn't go anything like I thought it would. Amen. Uh, Teresa, come get us a get us a song here. I read our text and then I didn't do anything with my notes. What do you owe? Who are you indebted to? Huh? You might say, I sold my soul to the devil. I want to tell you something. It can be bought back. Yes. Woo! Hallelujah. Yes. Woo! Glory to God. Yes. It can be bought back. Yes. Jesus came to seek and to save yes. that which was lost. Amen. We do not have to go to hell. We do not have to die uh, that eternal death. But we can live for Him today. Right now. When you leave these doors, you can be a child of God. A saint of God. But smile on your face. 
Amen. Who do we owe? I owe everything to Jesus. But I've gotten past that part about, well, I'd feel bad if I did such and such. I got that answer a few days ago. You know, well, well, just the way it is. (laughs) Hmm? We're to be what we are, but we need to make sure we're of Christ. Amen. I hope that you caught this tonight. I want to please Him. But I'm past the place of doing things for the Lord because I don't want to feel guilty. I do things for Him because I love Him. I want to do them. Amen. So let's draw nigh unto the Lord here tonight. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, let us examine ourselves. Whether or not we be in the faith. Let's examine why we're doing things. It makes a difference. It makes a difference when you do something for the Lord. If you do it out of obligation, you might get a frown on your face. But when you do things because you love Him, You'll do it with a smile and with the right spirit and do it the right way. Amen. So come, let's pray. Let's seek the Lord here this evening.
can make it. We can be overcomers. Not when we die. Then too, but right now. Day by day. I appreciate the Lord. And I appreciate His goodness. Again, so good having Corbin with us. It's good having Brother Jackie and Zila with us. With me. Good having them. I'm glad they made it back home. That's right. So good having them. All right. Any word before we dismiss? Yes. 
right. And I just, I was thinking, man, there is peace and safety in the arms of Jesus. That's right. And I don't want to forget that. I don't want to be, I don't want to dance. I don't want to rebel. No. I want to be with the Lord with That's Jesus. right. Even like they were testifying about their life. You know, I feel like God brought us here for a reason. You know? Yes. And I know, I've told some people, but when we first came here, we literally left. He told me, he's like, you have a week to find a house. I had the kids in school in a week. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. But just to clarify now, if you didn't, she wasn't all cut, cut up and nothing like that when you got oh. finished with it. <laughs> just want to clarify that for anybody that may hear over. Yeah, all right, all right. She's all in one piece. Thank you. We'll end it on that.